Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Allison Rahalen, and she's helping small business owners attract, engage, and convert more leads online. She's a content marketer and SEO strategist, and I'm all about SEO today with data analytics and AI. We're going to talk all about that, and I'm happy to welcome her to the show. Allison, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so, you know, we kind of set the groundwork, the stage for a great discussion, talk about your background experience, and we'll get right into it. Awesome. Yeah, I completely fell into this. I So I majored in English and psychology, which turned out to be the perfect degree for what I'm doing now. Had no clue this was an option. Thought I wanted to work in publishing. Graduated in 2009 right after the job market crashed. So <laughs> there were no jobs to be had in publishing or really anywhere else. So I ended up answering phones for a few years, found myself between jobs at one point, and my roommate at the time, her dad, who was an attorney, was awesome and offered to give me stuff to do around his office until I got back on my feet. And one of the things he needed was someone to write blog posts for his law firm. And he knew I had a strong writing background, so he offered me the gig. And I was like, what? I can get paid to write? Seriously? Sign me up. So I jumped at that chance and started writing for him and then for an associate of his and then for some friends of mine. And it just kept growing from there. Uh, did eventually get another day job, but I kept writing on the side and it just got to the point where I could not manage both anymore. So quit the day job uh, end of 2014. Yeah. And I've been doing this full time ever since. Yeah, I love this idea because um, especially um, I think blogging is the kind of the basically the traditional newspaper and like social media is now like the traditional media conglomerates. So, um, so one thing is, uh, with social media and AI and from your experience, why is blogging such a vital component for business today? Um, cause a lot of people after social media were like, yeah, you don't need a blog anymore. You don't need a website. You know, SEO is dead, but actually, you know, talking to a lot of people, you still need that. So kind of talk about that. Well, first and foremost, you have to own your own content because you never would, you don't own anything on social media. You don't even own your account. Um, there are countless stories of people who have gotten locked out of their account and don't know why, or they change the algorithm. And if that's the only way you have to get in touch with your business, you're with your customers, that's it. You're out of business. Um, and there have been literally companies that have gone out of business overnight when Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever changes their algorithm and suddenly what they were doing doesn't work anymore. So own your own content. Absolutely use social media as a way to engage with your customers um, and spread the word about your blog and distribute your blog so people know that it's there. But don't rely on it solely because you never know what's going to happen. You never know when a crazy billionaire is going to buy the company and completely turn it upside down. So own your own content. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's funny what Elon did. He basically did, did a crawl icon in the span of less than a year. I wish he would actually do that to a lot of other companies. too. <laughs> yeah. And I love this. So owning your content, you know, I love that idea. And then kind of talk about the role of, cause now you've got uh, medium, you got Substack, and you've got communities, uh, newsletters. How does this all fit into blogging and SEO? Yeah, well, a medium, I think, is probably the one I'm most familiar with. Um, again, it's a blogging platform. A lot of people do use it, again, 
you don't own your content on medium so <laughs> yes you can use it um as another way to get in front of more people um and it can be an extra revenue stream if you get enough followers on there which is great but don't rely on it solely um i would say either on the one hand you can write more content for that goes up on medium and not on your blog which is more work um the other option it this is where it gets a little technical. So Google does not like duplicate content. So if you are publishing something on your website and copying and pasting onto something like Medium or another site uh, or even LinkedIn, um, Google recognizes that as duplicate content. And you're basically fighting with yourself for that ranking um, for the keywords that you put in there. So both of those will get downgraded and, and see a drop in rankings as a result. Um, so I don't recommend doing that. There is a way using meta tags and a little bit of coding. It's not super technical, but you do have to know a tiny bit of HTML just to get in there um, and tell Google this is the um, the canonical text. This, this is the first and foremost. Don't pay any attention to this one. Um, it will still show up. It can still get in front of other people, but Google is going to ignore it and not rank it. So that is that is an option if you know what you're doing. Yeah, and I love this. So one thing uh, I love to do is um I like to take content and repurpose it. So you know you because yes. I don't you know why why reinvent the wheel. Uh, one way to do that has been through ChatGPT, and so basically it can rewrite it and you basically edit it. Um, how does how does Google and SEO uh, feel about this strategy? Or that we know of. <laughs> yeah, well, so first of all, um, I, I would want to see how much ChatGPT is changing it. Google is pretty smart. If you take a piece of content and you're, you just change a little bit of it, Google will figure out, like, come on, this is basically the same text. This is nothing. There's really nothing new or substantive here. So I, I would be wary of that tactic. Um, my way to repurpose content um, is a writing a blog post and using that as your hub and trying to distribute that and then drive as much traffic to your website as you can. So put it out on social media, use the blurbs from the blog post to put those out on social media, use snippets from the blog post, put it in your newsletter with then a link back to the blog post. My favorite is with podcasts like this. You can always take the transcript and clean it up and turn it into a blog post. Um, you've got the video. You've got the audio. The video can go up on you know YouTube or whatever. The audio can go up on the podcast platforms. The transcript can go up as a blog post. So yeah, I am all for don't like you said. Don't reinvent the wheel. You don't have to drive yourself crazy create creating you know twenty different types of content when you can take one piece of content and just repurpose it. Yeah. Yeah, really fascinating. Um, and uh, yeah, it's basically making it sound more human and kind of adding insights. Uh, and then next question is because we talked about, you know, ChatGPT and AI. How do you feel about um, this? Where, where does uh, SEO, AI and, um, you know, writing coincide with what's going on today? So it's important to remember that the way ChatGPT works is it doesn't actually generate anything. It just scrapes the internet for existing content and repurposes it for you, um, which is a problem because again, A, Google recognizes this. Google goes, yeah, we've seen this before. 
this is nothing new and it's going to downgrade it in the rankings because it's nothing new because you're not really setting yourself up as an authority in your industry. Um, same with the real life people who come to your content. Um, also, ChatGPT is not a great writer. <laughs> like it, it's okay, um, but it, it's not great. And Google is getting better and better at recognizing what quality content looks like. So if you're not creating quality content, if you're not creating unique content, um, A, Google is gonna recognize that. And then the real life people who find your content are going to recognize it as well. I love ChatGPT for things like uh, coming up with ideas. Um, if you have a piece of information that you wanted to summarize for you, or like you said, if you wanna put something in and just have it rework it for you, um, maybe put it in a different tone, great. Um, the other thing is brand voice. So it, it's gonna write super generic content unless you can teach it to write in your voice, which means you have to have a very clear idea of what your brand voice is. Don't just take whatever chat GPT gives you and goes, okay, that's my brand voice now, and then copy and paste it because it's not gonna work that way. You have to have a really clear idea of what you sound like and how you want people to feel when they come to your website. So um, yes, use ChatGPT. Obviously, AI is here to stay, um, but just be careful and be really intentional and strategic with the way that you use it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Great advice. The other, you know, kind of a follow-up question is, um, you know, ChatGPT, because I was using it back in uh, January, February, and, and, it was, and it was very clunky, it was horrible. And then now it's actually quite, good and and it's actually over the course of a year you know that exponential so uh you ever see a time when the um ais can kind of keep up the pace with these algorithms and outsmart these algorithms to kind of get um your posts in more recognized or kind of evade detection by google <laughs> yeah i don't know well and because google is using ai in its algorithm so is this like robots fighting robots <laughs> I, I don't know i don't have a good answer i mm -hmm. like to imagine robots fighting robots because everyone <laughs> loves watching that movie yeah it's like i don't know and now i mean google now has bard so it also has a reason to not downgrade AI written content, even though it says it's going to downgrade AI written content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it we'll see. Yeah, it was. I want to try to protect. In the beginning, it was like us trying to um, outsmart the algorithms, and then basically they kept changing the algos, and now it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. heard that because so many people are using ChatGPT and generative AI and all these um, that you know, kind of the AI it's overwhelming the um, AI detection systems for a lot, you know, kind of, they're yeah. kind of keeping up with the floodgates. But um, like I said, it's kind of interesting to add to the conversation. So yeah, we'll kind of move it back to kind of your world of expertise and basically adapting to change in SEO, content marketing is dynamic, it's always changing. How do you stay ahead of the curve and ensure that your strategies remain effective against all this uncertainty? I think one evergreen strategy is just to provide, A, educate your audience, but also provide insights. What is it that you can say about the data? Not just putting the data out there, because anyone can Google something and find data, right? But what do you specifically have to say about the data that no one else is saying? That is what is going to set you apart from uh, the 
from ChatGPT, certainly, and all of the AI written content out there, but also everyone else in your industry who either is not talking about it, um, or they're not talking about it as intelligently, or maybe they have a completely different perspective, and maybe they have a good reason to back up that perspective, and that's fine. But having those insights is what's going to set you apart. Um, so we talked about, you know, using uh, ChatGPT or something like it to write content, which I'm never a fan of. But what you can do is use ChatGPT to write like the boring parts, <laughs> like here's the data, write up some stuff for me. And it writes the boring parts. And then you insert those insights and yeah. insert the story aspect because ChatGPT is still not very good at writing stories. <laughs> um, so you put that in there. Um, and then absolutely, like, yeah, there's going to be boring parts. There's going to be, I just need to summarize this data. I just need to make this accessible for people. Um, and ChatGPT will do it. So use it for that part. But keep keep in mind why you're writing content, which is always a good idea, regardless of whether or not you're using AI. What is the goal of this content? Are you creating it just for the sake of creating content? Or do you actually want people to read it and take a next step in the buyer journey? In which case... Be strategic about that. Know what that looks like. Know how you're going to get people to take that next step in the buyer journey. Yeah. Yeah, very fascinating. Yeah, like, for example, you know, when I do search now, I, ra I rarely go to Google because it's just basically a list and basically people that paid to get their um, site the highest. And then after that, it's basically SEO. But um, ChatGPT, like, can consolidate it and integrate it and kind of form a cohesive answer to your question. And you know, more, more and more, I'm like going on the social media, like um, TikTok and, and Twitter and Instagram to, you know, find, I find things like businesses and, you know, influencers and new ideas, you know, so um, it's really interesting how the whole, this whole field is um, evolving. The next question is, you've mentioned the importance of strategic content creation and driving revenue. Um, can you uh, share, uh, you know, a, a success case or something that impacts, significantly impacted a client's growth? Yeah. So my very first client, actually, uh, that attorney who hired me, um, I would write about two to four blog posts per month for him. And after six months, he came back and told me that my blog posts had brought in $75,000 worth of business to his law firm just by blogging. Um, and I was <laughs> blown away by that. <laughs> it was like, really? Um, and he was certainly not paying me $75,000 for six months worth of blog posts. So he certainly got a significant ROI on that. Um, so yeah, I think that was my first light bulb moment of like, oh, there's like, there's, there's money to be made here. <laughs> this could actually be a career. Yeah, there's that direct stuff. And there's also, I mean, in my own business, I've had people who reach out a, not only do they reach out because they've been getting my email and reading my blog posts, but they're educated. Um, my favorite one was someone who called and was like, okay, we need blog posts that are this long. And she knew that because she had read it in one of my blog posts. So I didn't have to try and upsell her and be like, well, we have to write these longer blog posts for these reasons. She already knew that. It was like, let's get straight to, you know, how are we going to do this? What's the contract going to look like? All that good stuff. It was the easiest sale of my life. So yeah. using content in that way to educate people uh, so that when they are ready to buy, they're ready to buy from you and they understand the value in, in what you provide and why they might need one plan over another. Um, it just makes the whole sales process so much easier, especially for those of us who don't particularly like sales. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of want to talk about this because you mentioned that there's one SEO strategy will, that will never go out of date and kind of elaborate on this strategy why it's so timeless, effective, regardless of the trends in SEO. 
Yeah, it's what I mentioned earlier, creating content that answers your target audience's questions, provides value and positions you as an authority in your industry. So remember to include those insights that only you can provide um, and put them front and center. Don't be shy about them. Don't don't do the whole, well, I think maybe someday we'll do such and such. Like, no, be upfront about this is what I think. This is why. Here's the the data to back it up. Here's what I've seen, which is why I think this way. Um, that's what's going to set you apart as an authority in your industry, regardless of what the robots are doing, regardless of what your competition is doing. That's that's what people are looking for at the end of the day. And I yeah. do think with all this AI stuff, I was thinking about like the birth of social media and the fact that you know some people complain that we're we don't talk to each other anymore. We're more digital than ever. We're just holed up in our apartments looking at our screens right which to a certain extent is true but the more we do that the more we want to see real people the more we want to see people's faces on social media we want to see we went from videos to live videos are the thing because people want to see the mistakes people want to see people being people and so i think ai is just going to further push us in that direction. Yes, AI is going to do a lot of awesome things for us and some harmful things because that's the nature of new technology. Um, But I do think the more people are using computers, the more people are going to want to see real people. So if you can create content that is real and relates to people on a human level, the more effective it's going to be, both from an SEO perspective and from actually engaging and converting the real life people who find your content, right? Because SEO is just step one. (laughs) That gets people to your website. That's great. But then you have to actually engage and convert them. So that's the most important part. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Google is getting better and better at identifying high quality content. What makes quality content what is spammy content that no one wants to read? How can Google better help its customers find the content that they're looking for? Google is getting better and better at that. So if you just have a really clear idea of who your target audience is and the questions that they're asking and how you can create content that helps them, Google will figure out the rest. Yeah, really fascinating. You know, kind of uh, spark some uh, new ideas, just basically talking about spam and then there's going to be basically AI spam and, you know, all this you know, uh, but then people that are actually using AI to create what you were describing as influencers are going to be on top. So um, we kind of had a few more minutes. I want to talk to you about keywords, and that's like a crucial part of SEO strategy, but there's a lot of misconceptions, debunk some common myths, and how Mm -hmm. to effectively integrate them. Yeah, uh, so... Keywords are the um, the search terms that people use, right? If you are looking for a podcast about marketing, you're going to look up podcasts about marketing. You're going to look up um, marketing podcast or best marketing podcast, right? I was looking f- for bully sticks at one point for my dog. and I just put in bully sticks and I kept finding all of these um, rankings that were titled best bully sticks um in the title of the of the item and i was like i see what you did there putting your keyword in the title so it's that kind of thing so know what people are looking for i mean the big i think misconception about keywords is everyone is thinking well what are most people looking for that's great obviously you want a keyword that people are actually searching You also want to make sure you get a keyword that is not used by a ton of other people. So I use my keyword research tool. In my case, it is SERP stat. That is my favorite SEO tool that I use all the time. 
Um, that will tell you this is the search volume. This is the average number of people searching for this keyword on a monthly basis. And then over here is the difficulty score. And that is a score from one to 100. One being no one is using this word. Go ahead and use it. 100 being everyone is using it. It's all over the internet. You're, you don't have a chance of ranking for it. So find that sweet spot. Ideally, uh, a difficulty score below 25 is what you're looking for. Uh -huh. um, with a, a keyword uh, search volume of at least 100 or over. Um, you do occasionally get that you know awesome keyword that has thousands of searches and almost no difficulty, which is great, go for it. Um, but that is something to to keep in mind that you want to hit that sweet spot because that, and sometimes you do have to go for a lower search volume in order to get that lower difficulty score. So keep that in mind, know that that's a compromise you're going to have to make but those leads that find you are going to be super high quality. Um, oh gosh, I could talk about keywords forever. <laughs> so <laughs> stop me if I start rambling. Um, but another thing to keep in mind about keywords is the intention. What are people looking for or when they're using a particular search term? So um, one of the biggest ones is the informational keywords, right? The how to, the what is, people who are looking for information on a particular topic or industry or product or service, right? That's going to lead to your blog posts. Yeah. You've got the navigational keywords, which is like, I was looking for this person. I think her name was Allison. Her name was, last name was something similar to Van Halen, but not quite, right? That's when they're looking for you and they're putting those keywords in that are looking specifically for you instead of going to, you know, typing your URL into the browser, which let's be honest, no one does anymore. <laughs> Um, and then there are the people who are looking to buy. They are looking for what is the best such and such? What do, how can I compare prices on this thing? Um, what do I need to know about buying XYZ? Um, those are the keywords that you want in your sales pages because those are people who are ready to buy. Um, so keep that in mind as well. You don't want a sales, um, you know, someone who's in the later stages of the buyer journey, you don't want them ending up on your blog. And you don't want someone who's trying to figure out what something is ending up on a sales page because they are not ready to buy yet. They're just trying to figure out what this is all about. Um, so that is another thing to keep in mind. The other thing is the long tail versus short tail keywords. I think when a lot of people think of keywords, they think of one or two word phrases. Those are the short tail keywords. Um, those tend to be really broad. <laughs> like those are the things that I, most of us can write whole books about. I have written a whole book about content marketing, right? That's a two-word keyword, um, super short, lots of information to cover. The longer the keyword gets, the more specific they are in their looking for something. So you can use that in your blog posts. You can also use that throughout your website because people are looking for something really specific. Um, and those are the people who are more likely to buy. So I'm in Chicago, right? So for example, um, a Chicago financial planner serving divorced women, super specific. Someone who is looking for that is someone who is almost ready to buy because they know exactly what they're looking for. Um, so keep in mind those. And again, those long tail keywords also tend to come with lower search volume, but also a lower difficulty and they're more ready to buy. So don't be afraid of the lower search volume if it's a really valuable really on point keyword and keep it relevant. Don't be like, oh, here's a good keyword. I can rank for it. Yeah. Okay. But is it actually relevant to what you're doing? Because if it's not relevant, A, again, Google's getting better and better at figuring that out. 
Um, and B, you're going to get people to your website who are not actually interested in what you're doing or selling or providing. So um, keep that in mind as well. So I could keep talking, but I will. <laughs> I will shut up now. <laughs> no, we uh, we need more influencers and you know more insights into this um, area. So you know, the more airtime, the better. So, um, how can people uh, find out more about you? Uh, yeah, so it is Allison Verhalen, <laughs> close to Van Halen, but not quite. <laughs> um, my website is a V, as in my initials, Allison Verhalen. That is a V Writing Services dot com. You can see my blog with all of my keywords and more information like this on there. Um, I am on LinkedIn quite a bit, and I'm also on YouTube and Instagram. So you can find me in those places. Yeah, nice. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Allison for coming on. And um, like I said, I'm especially in this day and age of data and AI, I'm really fascinated with SEO um, getting discovered. And uh, with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. This was a blast.